There we go. Beautiful. Art Jim Gavalt. Okay. Yeah. The 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 Hebron persons growing and growing. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Today's daf is daf vav, page six. The Hilgim Zachas Bavakam. We pick up at the very top line at the two dots. The Mishnah said at Sada Shava Shabahem the common denominator between Shor Bar Mave Heber. They all share a common a common denominator, which is it's regular. You could it's a regular way for it to damage, and you are responsible. To watch it and make sure it doesn't damage. Uh, All right. Seriously? Here we go. What's coming to include? What the, when it says there's a common denominator, that means there's other things. If it shares this characteristic, that would also be included in this halacha. So what's coming to include? Amar says, Listen to this. Incredible. Ready? Somebody puts a knife on top of a roof. Puts a rock on top of a roof. Puts a package on top of a roof. And what happens? Menuflu, these things fall down. Beruach In a regular wind. Vehezekai, and it does damage. That is not Karen. It's not Bor. It's not Mava. It's not Hever. Okay? What is it? I put my thing somewhere and a normal wind took it and damaged with it. Over there, there's a, it, it falls under the same common denominator. Understand? What? It's yours. And you're obligated to, to protect it. What you do? What are you doing? Putting a knife at the edge of a roof. The best sugar. You know, if you're rocker. Right? So that's a case. It's not explicitly listening to this. Hold on one second. Slow down. Hey, Chidami. What's your case of Avna Yisakinu Masoy, a knife, uh, a stone, a package. If they're damaging as it's falling down, that should be the same thing as fire. Think about it. When I light a fire and the wind takes it and spreads it. It's the same thing as me putting a knife. The wind takes it and moves it. And it damages as it's moving around. So that's the case of Hever. You have another kayak, another power mixed up in it. It's yours and you're obligated to watch it. Haninami soto over here. If it's damaging while it's falling, kayak acher mo You have a kayak acher. You have the wind that not blew it off the roof. What are you going to tell me? You know what the case is like this. My knife falls off a roof. My rock falls off a roof. My package falls off a roof. And after it lands, it damages somebody. What does that become? What would you say? Bar becomes pit damage. Yeah. After it. Yes, if you're telling me if it damages while it lands, that's fire. If you uh, while it's flying, that's fine. If it damages after it's land, that that's a pit. And if you're going to tell me, you know what happened like this? You can't be before. Huh? You're you're, you're the Right. Before, if it's bedin bore on top of the roof, oh, but it's not you, yet a bore. Okay. Right. You're right. It'll end up being a bore, but you're, according to your exactly. But over here, it was prior. Tipping a bar. If he made it on this bin, rabbi in the shmuel, hainu bar, it will end up being bar even prior to it falling. Maishna bar. So we're stuck. Ready for this? We want to know. It says more like this. Gishmak. We have, we had, the Mishnah gave the list of four cases and we said, and anything else that shares a common denominator. Sigmar, what else? What else? We said, eh, your knife falls off a roof. We say, one second. That's not in the Mishnah. It doesn't make sense. I'll tell you why. 
Knife falling off a roof, as it's falling, it's an ace damage. It's like fire. Once it landed, it's a bar type of damage. Okay? Um, Ella, the case has to be, you didn't make it on a list of Shmuel, according Shmuel says, we've learned all out from bar. I know bar, it's still going to be the case of bar, and therefore I don't need the Mishnah to say, why you got to tell me there's a common denominator? Who cares? Common denominator is not adding in any new halachas anyway. We're dealing with, you made the knife rock package ownerless, but it's not like a pit, I'll tell you why. When you dug a pit, you did it with your hands. Over here, there's another force that blew it off the roof to make it a bar. That's Takan Ad Chiddush. Here, that's, that's actually an added Chiddush. It's a novel idea over here. Because we're going to call it bar, we're going to call it pit, even though this thing flew off a roof because of the wind, not directly because of me. When I dig a pit, usually a pit doesn't come about. It's kind of like, you ever stand in the ocean? But you stand by the beach, and you, you, what happens as the waves come in and out? Right? Your feet going further and further. The standard waves are coming in and, and, and moving it in. You're not doing anything, but you're making it in. If I make a pit that way, I make a pit that way, is it that I make the pit? Or yeah. is there another kayak that needed to be there to make the pit? So we'll say you're right, it is bar, but it's not your standard way that a bar is made. It's not the standard way that a pit is made. Usually a pit is made without outside influences where I'm doing it directly. What's the difference of how it's made? That's, that's, that's not, it's not critical to the whole thing. The it is, I'll tell you why. The I'll thing t- that's critical is if you're responsible for the person getting hurt, because of what you put in, in its way. And it Correct. But, and it passively, however, you're right. However, in order for this to even happen, you need a kayak acher. You needed something else to cause it to be there. By a pit, you don't need a kayak acher in order to make it capable of damaging. So, do you understand? The whole thing of pit is a novel idea because it's not my property. If I dig a pit in the middle of a public domain, not my property, but you dug a hole, it's as if you own it, right? You're going to go on who's going to be responsible. So over here, we're extending the Kiddush, and we're saying, you're obligated on pit, public domain, whatever, doesn't make a difference, but it got there, and we can't even look at you and say, you did this 100%. There was a wind, and that extends the Kiddush of Bar, and that's what the Gemara is saying, is the added Kiddush. It's the extension of Bar, that even though it's not yours, that's a regular bar, but there's another kayak that caused it to be a bar, even then, it's still bar. So, so it's the addition of the Kiddush. The intermediate factor is the Kiddush. Correct. If call it intermediate, additional factor. Additional factor. Yeah. Could you please explain that? Yes. Says the Gemara, um, okay. Says the Gemara like this. Says the Gemara, actually, fire will prove that you're going to be obligated on damage even when another factor was involved. Because that's how fire works by definition. You light a fire in one place and then other factors schlep it along. Whether it's wind, whether it's fuel, something that it can, it can latch on to. Now, I didn't put it there, but I'm still going to be obligated. So, says the, so there is an additional factor always with age. Yes, by definition, correct. Okay. 
and, and you're still obligated. So that's the Gemara's question now. You're telling me the Adichid this year is that there's an outside factor. I already know that from fire, right? That's the Gemara's question. Yishmak. Yeah, it says, But fire itself cannot be the sole source for this case, because by fire, the normal way for a fire to work is by damaging. Okay? Now, by things that fall off a roof and land on the ground, do you, are you going to call that it's the derech to damage? No. It could damage. But it's not like fire burns things. You don't look at a package on the floor that blew off a roof and say, that trips things. Don't do that. You could drip on it, but it's not the derech to go uh, damage. And on that bar techiach, a pit will prove, again, sometimes pits are, uh, pits are, are meant to be used. People used pits for refrigeration back then. It kept things cool in the ground, things of that sort. So the Chazar Adin, this logic goes back and forth. Basically, you take the law of fire, you take the law of bar, the, the law of pit, and uh, combined, it lets me know that with these underlying characteristics, with these common denominators, anything that fits under these parameters is going to be chayif. Okay, Rav Amar. Rav says, I'll tell you another case that could be included in the Tzad Hashove, in the common denominator. And that is a case where you have a pit that is moved around by people or animals. Okay. And then it damaged. So sometimes a pit is stationary, and sometimes a pit was moved from place to place. I'm still going to be obligated. And I'll give you a classic example. Classic example is going to be where David's walking down the thor- the thoroughfare, and you drop a uh, uh, you, you drop a, a sofa. Okay. Not a sofa. Not a good idea. Um, you you drop a uh, a sharp a sharp knife. Sharp knife. That sharp knife, man, that could tear up wheels, tires, carriages, cut off horses' feet. You drop it. Okay, so it falls on the floor. Somebody comes behind you, and their animal walks over it, is fine, but moves it to a different place. Yeah, it just ended up kicking it somewhere else. Somebody's driving down the highway, and something falls off the back of the truck, and then it moves. So I'm not the, I didn't put the pit in that place anymore. I put it in the original place. Somebody goes and, and gets hurt where it is in the second location. Is this still... Somebody got hurt from the pit in the second location. They got hurt from the knife over there. So can they put the blame back on me? Or do I say, listen, my pit was over there. When I dropped the knife, it was there. Somebody else's animal kicked it over. Maybe it's their pit now. They moved it over. Make the second guy responsible. Don't make me responsible. Says the halacha, that's not true. It's not true that Allah is the first guy who put it there is responsible because it was unintentionally moved around. Hey, dummy, what do you mean? What's the case? If we're dealing with Hefker, Bain, Rabbi, and the Shmuel, Hainu, Bar, this would be Bar. And I'll tell you, I, it's not in its original location. I'll say, By a pit, listen, you dig a hole, it's going to be damaging. It's the bottom line. If you were a mafker, if you didn't make it on the list, still it's going to be bar. So again, what's the added characteristic? What's the, what would be the added chiddush according to you, Rav? Says the Gemara, we're dealing with it's ownerless, but it's not a bar. When it comes to a pit, you 
creating the pit, you digging the pit caused the damage. But over here, you can't really put the, I would think you can't put the total responsibility on the original guy. He didn't put it in this place. It wasn't his action that, that caused the damage. His action was on the left side of the street. That did damage on the right side of the street. You're going to put it directly back on him. And therefore, it does not fit under the usual situation of pit. It's not pit. Is it in motion? No. So it's not fire. It doesn't fall under any category directly listed. And therefore, what's it, how's it being included? By that side of Shabbat You're obligated to watch it. That's why you're responsible. Yeah. The, the case of bar. <laughs> the case of bar. Right? You can have a pit. When I dig a pit, it's in one place. Let's say that pit gets moved unintentionally by somebody else. Can we still put the responsibility on the original guy? I don't know. Yes, right. We don't know. Why don't we know? I'll tell you why. Well, what the go- <laughs> Fine. But let's, let's think about whether it fits under any categories of our Mishnah. Is it fire? After it gets moved and it rests in a second location, is it ash? No, because ash damages while it's moving. So it's not fire. Certainly not a human, and it's not an animal. So what are we left with? A pit. It's not an ash. Is it a bar? So we'll say, huh, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a pit, because by a pit, you, you dug that and you put it there. Here, is it a different place? So it doesn't fully fall under any specific category. So we're unsure. So how do I know you actually are responsible? You are. You are responsible. How do I know that? Because of what the Mishnah says, we look at the common denominators. You're the one responsible. You're the one who has to watch over it. And that's what determines responsibility. So what's that? We said, what case is it coming to add? What case doesn't fall under the four categories, but is added by these last few words? The case is, when I drop a bar and it gets moved by a human or an animal, you're still obligated, even though you can't pinpoint a specific one of the four. It's a hybrid of basically Asian and four. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. Well, it, it falls under the common denominator. That's it. The same common denominator. Came same characteristic. Ravada Barabam, Ravada says, let's see you It's, and again, Let's pause. This is like the end of that Gemara. We're going to start in the Gemara. Same topic. But all we're trying to do is look at why does the mission need to say outside of Shavu? Why do you got to show me a common denominator? So we're saying other cases that are learned out from those words. Ravad Barav Omar, Ravad Barav says, I'll show you another case, which is learned out from these words of the Mishnah. Lasuye, the Tzad Shava, the common denominator, is coming to include the following case. Hadatani, this one is Call Elu Shamru, all these Cases which we say, Paiskin, Bibaiseyam, Vigarfin, Ma'areseyam. There's a number of cases where um, we're not going to obligate somebody who causes damage. I'll tell you. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to translate these words literally yet, but I'll give you an example of what these words are referring to in modern day times. Think Israeli sponja. What is that? Israeli sponja. Where does the water go? Off the marpeset, right? Off the balcony. If you're walking under the balcony, 
You ain't going upstairs and blaming the third floor. That's how things work around here. That's how we clean homes. We do sponge We don't mop. We squeegee the water over to the marpeset and it goes down to the street. And if you're walking underneath with a brand new hat and suit, you should have been more careful. Wait a second. Is this for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You're kidding me. Why? No. It's the best way to clean your floor, by the way. Okay. Otherwise, what's mop? You just put the schmutz back in a different place. It. All right. So here we go. So call Elu Sha'amru. Yeah, in all these cases where we say, Paiskin be by Sam, you can open up your toilets. You can open up your, your uh, uh, pails. The Garfin Mare Sam and clean out, you know, clean out the waste from the pits. Um, if people do this so in the summer this is not expected you don't have permission to do that and if somebody were to get damaged you're obligated but in the winter it's fine okay in the winter it's fine now Rashi explains that in the summer when the streets were all clean apparently you didn't need to do this like every week or every month and some of the streets are clean you have no right to go ruin uh, pollute and uh, schmutz up the, the walkways But in the winter When it was raining And, and uh, there's mud out anyway That's the proper time That was social etiquette That was the proper time To uh, uh, clean out So Even though you have permission to do it Let's say somebody were to come And slip on the mud That you schmutzed out Onto the street You would be obligated Okay Unlike the case of Sponja That I told you Right? You would be obligated. Now, hechidami, why? Why? If these things, you're pumping it out of your house, let's say, yeah, and you're, you're uh, emptying out your pails, and it ends up uh, splattering onto somebody else's stuff. So this is your kayach. This is your direct power. A person throws something and it dirties somebody else. So they're obligated. So for sure, that's not the case. It's clearly you're going to be obligated. Ella pasar denayich. What happened was I put out on the street, it came to a rest, it was fine, and now somebody slipped on it afterwards. So, if it's Hefker, that's going to be the case of Bar, and that's why you're obligated. It's dangerous to put it right out in the walkway. You own it. It's your responsibility. The case has to be he didn't make it Hefker. According to Shmuel, says all down from Bar. High new Bar. This is going to be the case of Bar. Go ahead. It's yours. How can you make it Hefker? Well, you okay, but until you do that, who are you to? You, you can't just throw something out there and say it's Hefker. You got to look first. Huh? You got to look first. Well, you, you got to be careful. Another. Otherwise, every time I put something in a damaging spot, I'll be able to say, oh, I'm after it. Now it's not, it's not my, it's, I'm off the hook. So we say, no, you can't do that. You can't just make something have to go like that. And, well, hey, well, never. All right, I, I, then I misunderstand you, but before it said during the rainy season, it's... it's uh, permitted. Permitted. But you're obligated if it damages. Okay. okay. Permitted, so you could do it, but you're obligated because you're yours. responsible for it. It's your responsibility. Okay. 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 This is a protection... Against people finding a loophole in the system of responsibility, 
Every time there's an issue, you say, Mafkir, it's Every time you're stuck with you, you say you, you can't put something in a place where it's it, like it's bad for society, and and now and now you're off the hook. It doesn't work like that. So I'm trying to figure stuff out on the each sidewalk in front of my house. Yeah. And somebody tripped. Nachon. Nachon. It's your responsibility. I'll, I'll, I'll plead in court. It's after. It's after. Right. Right. It's your responsibility. Uh, Says the Gemara, Lailam Dafkarinu. Really, we're dealing with here where he made it in Hefker. Here's the difference. I'll tell you why it's different than a pit. In other words, when, when you put your schmutz out in the street, why, why wouldn't it be pit? We say, because you own it, says Gwarno. Maybe, maybe we even could say, you know, uh, it wasn't yours. Let's say you put somebody else's schmutz out in the street. Or it blew into my house. Somebody else's thing, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Allah is. That you're the one who are who's going to be responsible. I, of course, I know that's a pit. It's a pit. Says Gemara, no, no, it's not a classic case of pit. It's not. A, it's not a classic case of why not? Because when you go and dig a pit in a public domain, who give you a right to do that? And if you had a right to do it, guess what? You're not responsible. If the city gives somebody a right to to make a hole and to to fix a road, and they make a hole and somebody goes in and and they warning, don't come here. Somebody gets what? It's not your responsibility. Over here, since it's Bershus, I would think you're not responsible, even though it's your bar. It's like a bar Bershus. Kamash Blan, Kamash said, in these cases, you're still going to be responsible. Okay. Says the Gemara Vaiter, Vav Amad Beis. Yeah. Top of Amad Beis. Says the Gemara Shor Yechiyach. Let Shor prove otherwise. Why? Because Malishor, Shkain Dark Hazak. It's the way of an axe to go ahead and cause damage. Bar Techiyach, but then a pit. Will uh, prove that it's not a, a matter of going because a pit is stationary. The Chazradin, and then the logic keeps going back and forth. Bottom line is, you take bar and shar, you combine it, and it teaches us that anything that ha- fa- that's found to have these characteristics, even if it doesn't fit into a specific category, as long as it fits the common denominator of all the categories, we are fine, and that person is going to be obligated. Ravina Maravina says, I'll tell you another halacha. That could be learned out from the Tzad Shava, and it cannot be derived from one specific case. If you have a wall or a tree that falls to a public property and does damage, I have a tree in my yard, the tree falls into a public domain and damages over there. The owner is potter from paying. Okay, he's not obligated. It's an accident. It's an accident. It's an Aynas. Aynas Rahman of Patrick. If my tree is blown down. Yeah. Lightning strikes your tree, cracks it in half, and lands on somebody else's car. It's not your responsibility to pay for the car. It's an Aynas. Insurance company costumes because that exact thing happened to me. Really? Insurance companies say what? The wind blew off part of my tree. It landed on my neighbor's car. She's from Britain. She's very proper. Yeah. And she was very upset because my insurance company said, nada. And so it was her insurance company. I offered to pay the deductible. She said, no, it's okay. Interesting. But that's how yeah. American lies. Ones? Ones, Rachmana Patre. When something's an ones, something is uh, a complete accident, the Torah potters you. That's why I wanted that big Torah potters you. It says you're not obligated. Nasnulaizman lakot says, Ilam Lissar Zakaizo. What happens if 
the, uh, there was already, you know, some sort of danger there where it was a, a dead tree or the wall already was weak. What if, in other words, says the, says the uh, Mishnah, basically, what if you got a, a not a summons, it's called a summons, citation. You got a citation that uh, the, your wall is dangerous. You got to take it down or your tree is going to collapse. You're obligated to take it down and you don't do it. And then your wall or tree falls down onto your, that hurts somebody else. Then you're responsible. You can't call it a, you can't call it an anus. So hey, cases where it was an unavoidable thing. Unavoidable, right. Now, unavoidable is a very deep unavoidable. Do you understand? Unavoid, there's an unavoidable when your flight's at 6 o'clock and you leave to the airport at 5.30 and you got stuck in traffic and you miss your flight. Of course. And then there's an unavoidable when your flight's at 6 o'clock and you leave the airport at 4 o'clock and there's traffic. That's unavoidable. You can't claim when you leave at 5.30, this is mamish unavoidable. What happened over here is mamish this. Your tree fell down because of lightning. You're going to say, it was the lightning. Who cares about my previous citation that's a dead tree? The lightning did it. So unpredictable. The first case is unpredictable. The first one, you had no... You had, there was no reason to assume. Yeah, you had, you know, you had no hand in this. You had no hand in this. At a certain point, it's on you. It's on you, Rabiat, right, to, to cover it. Uh, a lot of problems. People come up with very valid excuses, but there was no reason for that valid excuse to have to be there in the first place. Right? It could have. You, you could have got around it. Okay. Says Gemara. Hey, What's the case? If the tree is hefker, the wall's hefker, it's going to be bar, and of course you're obligated. Again, when you have a weak tree or a weak wall, and it could fall into a public domain, that's a, that's a pit. Basically, it's, it's a damage waiting to happen. If he never made a hefker, the shmol damar kulam ibar the says, that we learn everything in Rishos Arabim out from Bar, Sahainu Bar. So basically, the Gemara is just going back to our question and say, you know, your case of a tree or a wall falling down is not learned out from the Tzad Shava. It's not learned out from the common denominator. This is Mamish, the case of Bar. So the Gemara, La'ilam Dafkarinu, really we're dealing with the case where he was Mafkarit, Dami Labar, but it's not Mamish, it's not exactly similar to a pit, because Malabar Shkin Tchilas Asiyase, the Nezik, by a pit. The, at the time the pit was Mamish made, it was made with the ability to damage. These other situations, it wasn't made to damage. What does it mean made? When I made the tree, did I make something that damages? No. When I made a wall, did I make something that damages? No. It was set. It was fine. It was later on that something happens. The Gemara says, very nice you want to call the tree and the wall a bar, but I want to tell you it's not really a bar. It's not Mamisha pit. Why? Because the essence of the creation of the pit is something that goes and damages. The very creation of a tree is not something that goes and damages. And therefore, it doesn't fall under any specific category of the Mishnah. You need to rely on the common denominator to tell me that when you have a weak wall or a weak tree, it goes and it damages in the public domain. You are chayev. Can you point to one specifically telling me why? No. We could point to the common denominator of everything and say, is it yours? Yechayev. It's the way to damage. It's your responsibility to watch. Hence, you are obligated. Okay. Uvaldik. Says the Gemara Vaiter. 
Kishahizik Chava Mazik. Yeah? Says the Gemara, Kishahizik Chava Mazik. When you damages the Mazik is obligated. Says the Gemara, what does this mean? Chav Hamazik, Chayov Hamazik. What is it? Chav Hamazik. It should say Chayov Hamazik. The Mazik is uh, the Mazik is obligated. What's the What's the word Chav? Amar Vidu Marav, Hai Tana Yerushalmi Hu Dutani Lishna Kalila. Yeah, that's how they mention it in Yerushalayim. Don't get too bent out about the language. Yeah, in Eretz Yisrael they talk differently. They call it Chav. Elsewhere they call it Chayov. Yeah. What's the message of the Gemara? Uh, also okay. I huh? mean, uh, is, also is also okay. Yeah. Good. What's interesting is that it would bother the Gemara if you're in Babel trying to speak like a Ben Eretz Yisrael. If the Tana would be a, a Babylonian, we'd say, why are you trying to do that? Yeah, it's, not the, it's the wrong expression. But since he's coming from uh, Eretz Yisrael, so it's the hate. You use, you use the, uh, the, 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 you know, where you come from. You use your accent and the way that you talk. Vaiter on the Mishnah, you're obligated to pay for damage. Turn up on the rabbis on social When you pay for damage, you gotta pay for the best of the field. The lean the comes from the best field. says, Whose field? You pay the highest quality that the victim, what we'll call the damagee, has. So I damage somebody else's thing. They're gonna go and collect from high quality fields. Does it go by the best that I have or the best that the victim has? Says Rabbi Shmuel, the best that the victim has. So if I have higher quality field than the victim, they can't take from my best. Okay? Isn't the value still the same? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nachon. Value is still the same. However, people want fertile land. They want fertile real estate. So even though for some people, right, as you could say, would you prefer a block of Manhattan or 100 miles in Oklahoma? They have the same value. The question is, what's considered prime real estate? You could take the prime. You could take the, the adifa. You take the best. We say the best of who? Who's best? Everyone, there's so many different, different levels of best. So we say the, the damager only is obligated to give over land, which is quality of the best one the damagee has. So if a damagee's best land is, is uh, middle grade, they can only take my middle grade. They can't take my, my uh, penthouse on the beach, you know, which is a much higher, uh, uh, you know, it's, people prefer that. That's Rabbi Yishmael. Rabbi Akiva argues, though. Rabbi Akiva says, That's coming to teach us that you could take from the, the one who damaged, you take his best land. And how much more so from Hektish. Okay? So Rabbi Shmuel says, take the best of the damagee. Rabbi Kiva says, you take the best land of the damager. Taka, if he's got higher quality land, that's what you do. Rabbi Shmuel, according to Rabbi Shmuel, if somebody eats Shmena, Shmena literally means fats, it means fertile. Yes, if, if let's say your animal eats from a fertile land. So the owner pays back that value. Achal Khusha, Mishalim Shmena says, but let's say, you you uh, took weak. You're gonna pay back with uh, you pay back with uh, uh, better ones. Yeah. Wh- why are you uh, paying more than what you damaged? Now, what this means is like this. If you think about it, if you're all, if you're gonna tell me you always pay idiots, you're always paying the best. Let's say my my ox ate from a tomato patch that d- doesn't grow good tomatoes. It grows tomatoes that they sell in the. Uh, 
What? <laughs> what are these stores they have for ruined stuff? Chopper tomatoes. Yeah. You know, if I ask Ephraim tomatoes that they're going to sell, you know, uh, half price, you know, messed up to the ketchup companies, right? So then I should have to pay back my be- for my best bed of tomatoes. Even if you're going to tell me the value is the same, it's still, it's, it's, not, it's, it's, not, it's not tit for tat, unless you say it's a kanat. Unless I say it's a fine, but that's not just, that's not basic payment. So it says Gemara. says, What are we dealing with here? The ox ate from, we'll just stick with the example of tomatoes. Uh, a row of tomatoes amongst other rows of tomatoes. And things like this, you have more fertile rows and you have uh, less, right? Some are better, some are worse. And we don't know. So over there we say, There you're going to have to pay the highest quality from that specific field because there's a chance that your ox ate from a type of tomato that this field knows how to grow. But let's say, but Gemara's answering like this. Let's say my animal did grow, did eat from a tomato patch that I know doesn't grow high quality. Everybody will agree you don't need to give the best quality. So when do you need to give? When there's a chance it ate from that quality. Amar Rabbi says, If you're going to tell me we know he ate weak stuff, you only got to pay weak stuff. Why you got to pay the best? Great question. Great question. Your ox, Rabiel, your ox ate from my tomato patch. According to Rabbi Shmo, what do I need to pay you back? Howdy, howdy. According to Rabbi Shmo, what do I need to pay you back? What, what quality tomato? Whatever it ate. Huh? Whatever it ate. What if I don't know what it ate? I don't know. Was this a chopper tomato that they're selling for ketchup? Or is this a tomato that's mamish going to be sold in, uh, I don't know, Whole Foods? Whole Foods, I don't know. Organic, organic tomato. So we say, you look at the tomato patch. Is this called the tomato patch? I think so. Something or other. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah? So you have a tomato. You say, look at what the animal ate. You got to pay back that quality, not just the value. You got to give back the quality. Yeah, I want the quality. What if you don't know? So says the Gemara, oh, says Rabbi Shmuel. Well, look at the best quality that this patch knows how to grow, and you'll give back the best. That's the halacha that the Gemara just established. Now, here's the question. You following? Let me ask you a question now. According to Rabbi Shmuel, if your animal eats from my patch, what quality tomatoes are you going to have to pay me back? The best. The best of my patch. Even though my thing grows ketchup tomatoes too. The ones they squeeze. Here's the problem. Get ready for this. Get ready for this. Does this make sense to any of you? Does this make sense? This is a contradiction on everything that, that the Torah holds of when it comes to financial laws. It does not work, and I'll tell you why. This is what Rabbi Shmuel holds, but it doesn't work, because there's a rule. There's a rule. I, I, I've already picked on you. you Rabarn, pick it on you. That phone in your pocket yeah. is mine. Oh, it is? Okay. Yep. Stop being so nice. What are you going to say? Uh, prove it. Prove it. You know what I'm going to say to you? You prove it's not mine. You're the one making the time. You prove it's not mine. Why do I got to prove it's mine? You're responsible to prove it's not mine. Oh, it's got your grandkids on there. Okay. No? What's the answer? You can't walk over anybody to start claiming that stuff is yours unless they prove otherwise. You know how crazy society would be 
If, you, if I wanted to live in my house, people are like, land. knock, knock, prove to me it's your house and not mine. Get out of here. You know what the rule is? If I'm the one who's showing ownership on this, it's on you to remove it from me. It's not on me to prove it's mine. It's on you to prove it's not mine. If you want to remove something from your friend, he doesn't. Have, whoever has it, owns it. Unless proven otherwise. Now here's the deal. If this is true, this makes sense, right? If this is true, why when the ox eats from the tomato patch? And I don't know the quality. Can I demand you pay me back the best? I don't know what it ate. I should only be able to demand back the worst. Because I'm demanding money from you. And it's incumbent upon me to prove that, my, that your animal took my best. Why do we say you got to pay me back for the best quality of the field? It should be the opposite. Ask the Gemara. What should happen over here is I should only be able to demand the worst quality of tomato. Why not? Because the owner of the field has a chazaka. It, w- it was his already. The, the, the cow was the one who did the damage. And therefore, the owner of the cow should have to prove that the cow ate from the least. Because the, the, the owner can cl- claim that it's... Who, who's who's sense, paying here? Never mind. No, who's paying here? The owner of the cow. The owner of the cow. So he says, I know my animal ate tomatoes. But, but here, here's, here's 50 cents, and here's, or here's 10 who owns yellow the, tomatoes who that owns didn't the fully tomatoes? ripen. So the, the, the owner of the patch yeah, is the one trying to get money from the owner of the cow no, that stuck the, his nose and swished them up. The, the tomatoes already. But who has to pay? The cow owner has to pay. So what right do I have to take the best from the cow owner? He should say, go prove. You don't know. Go, go, go uh, give my cow an autopsy. You can't prove I need to pay back better stuff. Says the Gemara, you're right. This makes no sense in explaining Rabbi Shmuel this way. It's going to be a contradiction in everything we hold up financially. Rather, here we go. What's the case? Kigoyim, for example. The best quality of the victim's field, the damagee's field, is as good as the lowest quality of the damager's field. And here's the machlekes. Rabbi Shmuel Savar b'denizik shaminon. Rabbi Kiva Savar b'demazik shaminon. What does it mean? Top quality land. Do you look, look at the best quality that the victim owns, or do you look at the best quality that the uh, damager owns? Okay, which means that if the damager, I live in the Hamptons. I live in the Hamptons. You live in Brooklyn. Okay? The nicest house in Brooklyn may not compare to the weakest house in the Hamptons. So, we're going to tell the damager, you got to pay back tomatoes. What if the damager says, listen, my tomatoes are sold in boutique tomato stores for $55 a piece. My axe, <laughs> he ate from a Brooklyn potato, tomato patch. Or as my kids call them, tornado patches. Yeah, my kids want to eat tornadoes. Um, all right, so then what are you going to do? Could you not demand payment from the damager? Because you're always going to say, listen, I mean, what are you going to do? He only has better stuff. And therefore, he never has to pay back for damage that his, that his animal did. So says Rabbi Shmuel, therefore, whenever you obligate somebody in damages, 
you're only going to obligate the best of from the victim's quality land, not from the damager. You're not going to run into this issue. You won't run into this issue. Okay? Now, my time at Derby Shmuel. Where's Derby Shmuel? What's the logic? Obviously, we don't just come think of things on our own, even though that's the beauty. But we come from sources. We come from places. So where's Derby Shmuel's source? Never interruption. It says the word Sada below and it says the word Sada above. In the first Pasuk. It's referring to the damages property. The Pasuk says that when it goes, you, you damage somebody else's field. So I found out the, the, the victim's field. So to the other ones referring to when it comes to payment, what do you got to pay back the best of the victim's field? Rebbe Kiva, Rebbe Kiva says, The one who's paying has to pay back from the best of his field. Rebbe says the Gemara, Rebbe Shmuel is going to say to Rebbe Akiva, you know, very nice, but the Gzeira Shava is teaching us how to understand your Pasuk, Rebbe Akiva. And that's why I'm arguing, which means, Ahani Gzereshava, the Gzereshava works, the Gzereshava telling me that you value the victim's field, Kedekamina, like I just explained. Ahani Kra, and the Pasuk also is being used, Kedekamina, Isle, Lamazik, Idias, Viziburis. Let's say the damager owns both higher quality fields, we'll call it, you know, the Hamptons, and then, uh, and then lower class, lower quality fields. He owns both. The Idias Linizik. And the damager only has high quality. Viziburis to Mazik. And the worst land of the damager, Laishavak Idias Linizik, is not the same as the best quality of the damage of the victim. There we say the damager has to pay from his, his best land. And he can't say to the victim, Ta'at Gabi Viziburis, you go take from my worst land, because that's your best. Yeah? You can't say to the victim, listen, huh, you don't know what high quality field is. Yeah. Should the victim lose out just because he doesn't own high quality things? No. So you say, the damager can't say to the victim, you know, I'm limiting you to only, you stay in your social status. You know, I'm limiting you to take whatever your best is, but don't touch anything, you know, don't touch uh, my best. Ella Gavimetev. Rather, you have to allow him to collect from the uh, from the good land, which means it has land which is even better than the victim's land. That's Rabbi Shmuel's approach, Rabbi Kiva. And according to Rabbi Kiva, he says that uh, you you um, could collect from the best land of the uh, damager. Kavachaymer from Hektish. What does that mean? My Kavachaymer le Hektish. Ilim adinagachtura di don letura de Hektish. If you're going to talk about where a personal ox gored a Hektish ox, remember Hektish owned a lot of animals. They had farms. They had animals that would that would both for for carbonus. They always had animals waiting around. They also had uh, you know they, they needed animals to take care of. The animals were like cars and machinery. So they had access to animals. So if my ox scores a Beis HaMikdash uh, ox, and it's coming to teach me that I need to pay with the best of my land, it says the ox of your friend, and it's not referring to the, uh, it's not referring to the ox of Hektish, which seems to imply, if my ox scores a Hektish ox, I don't need to pay ever. Forget best. I don't need to pay at all. It says, Kigach Ish, Kigach Shar Ish, Shar 
when your ox scores your friend's ox. Hekdish is not called my friend. And, yeah, there's no source. There's no source that I have to pay, or, or else find me a source in the Torah. Ella, rather, says the Gemara, um, the case is when somebody says, I'm obligating myself a money towards the Bedekabayas. So maybe we're not dealing with damages. Maybe for damage, hektish is no payment. So what does it mean, kavachimer hektish? It means like this. If I commit a certain amount of money, or I commit a certain amount of land, or I could commit anything to hektish, the treasure of hektish could come and collect from the best that I have in that category. So I say, I'm giving, uh, I'm committing 10 oxen. Okay? Two witnesses heard that. The treasure knocks on your door. I'm going to come choose 10 oxen. And that's what it means that you got, that, that uh, it's kavachimer for hektish. Says Gemara, that can't be the case. Lo yehei ela balchayiv top of tomorrow's daf ubalchayiv bebeinus. We know this isn't true because whenever somebody somebody owes somebody else money, you're called a balchayiv. You're in you're in debt to somebody else. The rule by by payment of a debt is to pay from the medium, the center, standard amount. V'chitim, you're going to say savar abekiva balchayiv namimidus. That that's not true when it comes to being a, a in de, a, you're paying off a debt that really you need to pay from the best. No, When it comes to Balchayv, we, we gave him a strong power when it comes to damages. What are you going to say this by Hekdish that has a, a weaker Kayach of Hekdish? And therefore the Gemara says, we're having an issue with Rabbi Akiva's statement, which is, again, we're going to hold it here for today. But the Gemara is asking is, Rabbi Akiva said, you're going to have to pay from the best of the Mazik, from the uh, from, yeah from the mazik and kalvachaymer of hektish and we're trying to figure out these words kalvachaymer of hektish these few words what is he referring to again it can't mean damaging of hektish because they're not obligated at all it can't mean debt of hektish because we just proved that it, it doesn't work out with the laws of debt and it doesn't work out with the laws of what hektish is able to collect so we're back to square one when he says the kalvachaymer of hektish that you're collecting from the best. What does Rebbe Akiva mean? And Bez we will pick up from La'ilam tomorrow. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.